Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today, I'm looking forward to getting in deeper to Romans chapter 8, and we'll be looking here at some great scripture. Verse number 31 is where we'll begin, and I've enjoyed this study in Romans. I tell you, it's so rich, it's so deep, and it's so good just to get a grip on these key Bible doctrines, these truths. I'm already looking ahead into chapter 9, and there's so much in chapter number 9 we're going to dive into, and I think it'll be a help to all of us. Romans chapter number 8, we looked at last broadcast, verse number 28, 29, and 30, and those words predestinate and foreknow and called and justified and glorified, and how that's referencing God's overall plan and will and purpose for every person that gets saved. We're not talking about a predestination, God choosing those that can be saved and those that absolutely cannot be saved. That's not biblical. That is heresy. Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely, for God so loved the world, right? Not when the any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, First Peter. It talks, it talks about Second Peter. So there it is in the Bible. We know that anybody that wants to get saved can and get saved. The gospel's for every creature. So we're not talking about that. But we are talking about God has predetermined that everyone who gets saved will be conformed into the image of his son. And one of these days we'll have a new body. Praise the Lord. We'll have a new life. We'll be glorified. Amen. Justified and glorified. Thank God for it. Now, verse 31 we'll look at today. You say, I've missed some of those studies. I'd like to listen to those. Well, here's what you do. Wherever you find your podcast, go there and look up Striving for Revival. Type it in and then hit subscribe. That will give you access to every Bible study that we've done. We've done, uh, I don't know if we've done 60 to 80 Bible studies in Romans alone. And we've gone through many of the books of the New Testament together already. So uh, go there and get the podcast. You can listen, re-listen, rewind, pause, fast forward, and that'll help you in case your schedule doesn't line up sometimes with us as we get here on the radio. I sure appreciate our radio listeners and all these stations that air striving for revival. And I pray you it's a blessing and an encouragement and a help uh, to you as you tune in and as you study along with us. Now, let's look together at this great verse in our Bible here, verse number 31. What shall we say then to these things? Now, that causes us to look back. We can't go forward until we look back. We have to understand what we just read if we're going to understand the depth and the breadth and the height and the length of verse 31. Now, if you look back, we're talking about the fact that all things work together for good to them who love God. We're talking about the fact that God's in control, that God has a purpose, that God has a plan, that God is conforming us, that God has a script written out for our life, and he's got a will for our life, a perfect will. Now, considering that, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, and now that's a question, but it's rhetorical. Now, he's not saying if God is for us, he's saying God's for us. We can look back and see God's for us. We can see that he's for us in his plan. We can see that he's for us in his provision. We can see that he's for us in his purpose. We can see that he's for us in the fact that he's still working on us every day. I mean, he's just he, he's uh, perpetually molding our lives. It's obvious that God is for us. We're not asking the question to gain an answer. 
answer yes or no. We know the answer is absolutely, positively, without a doubt, 100%. Yes, it is for sure. God is for us. And because God is for us, here's what he says, who can be against us. So here's the conclusion of those verses we studied last time. If God's for us, there's no enemy that can stand. There's no adversary that can stand. There's no obstacle that can stand against the child of God. God in his great love, where he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has done for us more uh, in a day than the world could do for you in a lifetime. He shed his grace. He shed his love. He's given you mercy. He saved your old wretched soul from a devil's hell. He daily loadeth you with benefits. He filled your table, close your back, put shoes on your feet, let your heart beat in rhythm, your lungs suck in air. God has been better than good to all of us. He called us. He justified us. He adopted us. He gave us an inheritance. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He's providentially blessing us, and he's going to glorify us one day with his son. So on the basis, I'm telling you, I about feel like preaching that in our church. When he's, on the basis of that, you tell me who it is that can be against you. Who is it that's going to stand against the child of God? Though all hell approach, though the devil rage, though the world come against, what can that compare to our God? God is on our side. God doesn't need backup. God doesn't need help. God doesn't have a handicap. God doesn't need a mulligan. God doesn't need a head start. God can handle it all and then some. And if God be for us, child of God, who can be against us? Now in Rome, they were up against it. Nero, yeah, that's right. The Roman culture. I mean, the worldliness, the sin, the debauchery of Rome. And Paul says, hey, listen, fellas, you read this letter. I want to remind you, you might be feeling the opposition. You might be pressed under the pressure. (laughs) But if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can prevail? Who can win? Who can defeat? Who can topple? Nobody. So you see, the backdrop is the storm clouds of opposition from Jews and Roman government. Romans 8 in its entirety is given to encourage these believers. Hey, listen, God is in control. It goes into verse 32. He that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Think of the illustration. When a father gives his daughter to be a man's wife, is it a big deal if he lets him have her furniture and belongings too? God has given to us the most precious thing belonging to to, to him, in the person of Jesus Christ. He didn't just give us a couch. He didn't just give us the lazy boy. He gave us his son. So think about it. The matter of prayer and asking our Heavenly Father for our needs is given before us. If God would give us his own son to be delivered for our offenses, don't you think he'll also give us freely, it says, all things Now, if you need motivation to keep praying, there's your motivation to press on in prayer right there. We find it here in these verses. The Bible tells us he will freely give us. Take your Bible if you're able. 1 Timothy chapter number 1, and you'll know all those books that begin with the letter T are together there in the Bible. So let's turn together. 1 Timothy chapter number 1, and let's see what the Bible said. Verse number 8, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 8. But we know that the law is, let me see, let me show you the right, right reference. 1 Timothy 1 and uh, verse number 8. 
But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is made for a righteous man. You know what? I think I wrote down the wrong reference. Oh, my. I wrote down the wrong reference. Sorry, folks. I had a, I might be Second Timothy, but I'm not going to take the time to guess at it. I don't want to confuse you any. We're talking about this matter of God answering our prayer. I must have gotten in a hurry and written down the wrong uh, the wrong reference. As you study this out, you see the saint's security, though. Verse 31 through verse number 39. We, it's not in performance. It's in position. It's not in do. It's in dwelling in the Lord. It's not in works. It's based upon the word of the Father. And we find that laid out, and I can give you the outline. We find our substitute here in the verse, verse 32. Jesus died for us, our sin. He, he paid the penalty on the cross of Calvary for us. So we have the security because of the substitute, our security. Now look in verse 33. Here security. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect if it, it is God that justifieth? So now it's a blessing. We've been uh, uh, saved. When you get saved, you become part of the elect. Amen. It's not an election prior who can be saved and who can't. But once you get saved, hey, God's elected that you become conformed in the image of his son and you're part of that crowd. Amen. Predestined to become like Jesus Christ after salvation. And now nobody can lay anything to you as a, as a guilty charge, as a, as a condemnation upon your life, because it's all been taken away. It's all been wiped away in the Savior. The Lord's taken care of it all. Christ redeemed us in the past. He redeems us in the present, and he'll redeem us perpetually. First uh, John 2, 1 talks about that. We won't turn there today. Who is it that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. So I like that. It says he maketh. That's a present tense word. I mentioned a moment ago, if you need motivation for prayer, you find it here. If God gave us his son, what else is he, uh, he going to withhold from you? If he's willing to give his most precious possession, if you will, surely God will answer your prayer. But here's another motivation for prayer in verse 34, that Jesus is there as our intercessor at the right hand of the Father. And it's not that he made intercession, but the Bible said he maketh intercession. He stands ever at the ready to meet your need in prayer and take that need to the Father. Well, that's our time for today. Sorry for the confusion on that reference. I have to, I'll have to look that up and uh, fix it next broadcast. Make sure you keep praying for revival. God can send it. We'll see you next time. Until then, God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.